Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? A new beginning. Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. Where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. Together, we'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution, and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And I'm your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, today's show is on how your dreams connect you to the other side. Whether it is a visitation from a loved one or just interpreting your own dreams, we'll talk about how these heavenly messages can be used to lead a more fulfilling and successful life. And I have to be honest, Janice, this is just those, that one area I have always ignored. How do your dreams influence you? Well, now it's, it, it's, it's really nice because it kind of it gives me feedback of, of what I'm doing or confirmation and that. But, you know, when I was younger, I don't remember ever dreaming. And they say that really? you dream, yeah, you dream every night and you just don't remember and so I probably was well on my, my spiritual journey. I was probably in my late 30s or 40s before I actually started waking up and remembering what I was dreaming at night. Well, you know what? If I wake up and it has to be that split second before I get out of bed, if I don't write it down or remember it, I just, I just totally forget it. I know I dreamed, but unless it's something that's really, truly impactful, like a nightmare that I'm going to talk about a little later in the show. <laughs> I just really don't remember it. I don't know why. But I know, I know one of the dreams you had was like, you know, Dr. Oz and a glazed donut. I mean, that's just bizarre. So obviously you're going to remember that. But so many of our dreams are just so basic. I know. And the, I don't know if other people have experienced it too, but one of the things that I've experienced is the dreams, like the symbology has changed. And then mm-hmm. also the way a lot of these dreams now are presented, it's like I'm dreaming a dream that I've never dreamed before. And I think I was explaining to you earlier, well, I'll ask, have to ask Bree, that some of these dreams now that are very, very much teaching dreams, you know, um, right. have a border to them. Huh. They actually are contained within a border. And I just so it's almost like you're watching a film. Yeah, it really, really does. And it's lucid, so you can move in and out of it. But it's, I mean, it's just, I would say that's probably started within the last six months. 
Oh, wow, that's interesting. Well, yeah. our special guest tonight is Bree Ferrario, an intuitive consultant which combines her skills as a dream analyst and an award-winning certified consulting hypnotist, tarot reader, and palm reader. So, Bree, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's fun to be here. Well, let's start from the very beginning. Tell us where your interest in dreams began. Well, Janice, I heard that you said that you don't remember dreaming as a child, but I do. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it all began. That's where it all began for me because I got so interested in dreams from the very beginning, and I remembered my dreams very vividly. Wow. That it just got me really excited. I remember when I was a little girl, I had a dream that I was Little Red Riding Hood being chased around the house by the big bad wolf. Oh, and the ooh. house kept getting smaller and smaller as the, as the wolf got bigger and closer. And I woke up just as the wolf was upon me. So what would you think that that would mean? Any guesses? Oh, well, hmm. well, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what the, what the dream the move is not the right answer. <laughs> well, what the dream was telling me is that whatever my problem was that I was experiencing in my life at that time, I was blowing it out of proportion. So my uh-huh. emotions made the problem bigger than it actually was. So oh. just to give you a little background on that, when the dream occurred, I was about five years old. And mm-hmm. at, at that time, I ran away from home. And I remember walking up the street with my suitcase and wearing my little raincoat, which was red and he had a hood. Oh, and, God. <laughs> and I had a brother who was two years older than I am and a sister who's three years younger. And so our grandmother lived with us at the time, so you can kind of see the format of the Little Red Riding Hood and the grandmother. And oh, gosh, and no kidding. Yeah. And so since I'm a person who needs a lot of love and a lot of attention, I was probably going through a period where I didn't feel that I was getting enough, especially with a little sister around who was only a few years old. And so she'd taken away most of the attention that I normally would have received. So Little oh. Red Riding Hood was going to see her grandmother. My grandmother was drawn to my little sister, who was her favorite. So it's oh, easy no. to understand what's going on in an individual's right. life just by looking at their dreams. So they reveal so much. And if you can determine what was happening in someone's life that many years ago, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't you be able to do that for ourselves now? And it's always easier to look at someone else's dreams and make sense of them because we're more objective. But if you look at the symbology just in this one dream itself, Little Red Riding Hood is a child. And so mm-hmm. when you dream of a child, that's like undeveloped emotion skills. They're vulnerable. They're trusting. And being chased by the big bad wolf, well, that was a problem that was bothering me. Mm-hmm. And when it was going around the house, this, the house in dream terms is you. It's the dreamer. And so that was my sense of self. And so then as the house got smaller, I was diminishing my sense of self. And then the wolf got bigger and closer, which means my problem was getting bigger and I was feeling right. overwhelmed. But then I woke up just as the wolf was upon me, so I couldn't avoid the problem. And so the red cape represents the emotional side. It's a cover-up. It's protection. And the hmm. color red itself represents emotions, love, passion, and anger. And a cape does not have any sleeves. So that's the inability to give and receive it's also feelings, you're hiding your feelings so that no one will notice. And the grandmother, well, I was feeling left out, so I was on the outside, yeah. you know, because she liked my little wow. sister. So if you look at that, like I never knew what that dream meant, but it stuck with me, I mean, forever. And then when I was older, I was able to put it all together. But I didn't know it naturally at the time. I didn't know what it was at five years old. But 
I was able to figure that out later on. So when that, then where do dreams originate? Are they kind of from your subconscious? Yes, they're your subconscious. I also do believe that it's um, like we can get messages from our guides and uh, other loved ones who have passed on. I believe they connect with us. That's the easiest way for them to connect with us because we're at rest and we're not trying. And so that's the easiest way for our loved ones who have passed to kind of come in and communicate with us. Okay, so then, you know, obviously you were having this problem. It showed up as the wolf. Mm-hmm. What other types of things influence your dreams? Is it kind well, of, Are they kind of like lessons to be learned? Yes, they are. If you think about it, dreams relate to what's going on in your life around the time of the dream. And so you might have a situation that you're experiencing, and maybe you brushed it off or you're not thinking about it, but your subconscious mind is going like, wait a minute, this is not resolved yet. Let's say as an example, let's say that you have a dream that you're falling down a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And so your subconscious mind is trying to tell you something. So something like that, I always take the interpretation literally. So I will look and see, is there a loose step or a loose handrail on the stairs that I use on a regular basis? Because your subconscious mind may have noticed something that was wrong that you were not aware of because you're so busy, you're, you're in a hurry, you're going up and down the stairs. And so the subconscious mind is going like, wait, 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 check that out. And so let's say you check it out, but everything's fine. All right, then we go symbolically. And so what would falling down a flight of steps represent? Well, normally stairs or steps could represent a goal or reaching a goal, and it could be telling you you're not going to reach your goal. Or it could tell you you're out of step. Or it could tell you that perhaps if the, if the dream is, is enjoyable, which that sounds weird, but if the dream is enjoyable, you could be falling in love. So there's a lot of different interpretations. And what's so fascinating about dreams is that dreams can have more than one meaning. So they could have a literal and a symbolic hmm. interpretation. Oh, or they could be two symbolic interpretations. So it's always fascinating. And when we dream, it's like every 90 minutes we go into REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement. And so when you're going to the rapid eye movement, that's when your mind is the most active. And so we'll probably have anywhere from five to six dreams in a night. And the interesting thing about it is they're all on the same topic. But they're talking to you, they're telling it to you in different ways. That's just like... Someone may have told you something, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone different may have told you the same thing, but for whatever reason, what that person told you stuck with you. And that's how the dreams are. It's going to come from different perspectives. It's going to tell you in a different way until you actually get it. But if dreams are so important, why can't we remember them? Well, most because people are in a hurry. Um, People are really, sometimes they're just not even interested in dreams. Sometimes they just really need their sleep uh, or they're too busy. Uh, Sometimes they might be blocking their dreams. Um, They may be wanting information and maybe they're trying too hard. Or if they're sick or in pain, then that would be another reason why they wouldn't remember them. Or if they're taking medication or if they're drinking alcohol, that would be another reason why they wouldn't remember. Uh, Sometimes if they're depressed or have a sleep disorder or if they're under a lot of stress, those are all reasons why people may not remember their dreams <clears throat> but hmm. we all have them and it's just like if you're interested in them then you know take uh take time to write down your dreams when you wake up 
But one little tip, when you wake up, dreams are very elusive, and I'm sure you have experienced this too. But when you wake up, sometimes the dream is gone in like in a second. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so one thing you can do is when you wake up, before you even move, before you even open your eyes, review the dream in your mind several times because the dreams will just fade away very quickly. And so our body has a memory. So let's say you roll over, you open your eyes, and all of a sudden the dream's gone. We'll immediately roll back into your waking position and close your eyes, and you'll start remembering the dream again. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a great tip. Yeah, and then sometimes um, as you're remembering it and you're getting you know, more uh, serious about remembering your dreams, you may find that during the day you'll remember more details about the dream as well. Or sometimes you may find um, like a book. You, you're opening a book and you open it up right to the answer that you're looking for. Or someone will say something in line while you're waiting at the grocery store and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember. And all the pieces will kind of start coming together even more so. Hmm. So just like anything else, practice. The more you do it, the better you get right. at it. Well, you know, the ones the that I really do remember are the ones that are kind of like recurring dreams. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like, and I haven't had that in a while, but I remember for a, a period of time I used to have this dream that I was on a plane and the plane was crashing. Now, I never crashed, but I actually felt the sensation of mm-hmm. the plane going down. Exactly. And I used to travel a lot, but I've never been scared about it. But, okay. I mean, obviously that's kind of like a really big cosmic two-by-four that you've really got to look at. Right. And so a recurring dream is repeating itself because you haven't taken action to resolve the conflict, whatever that may be. So if you're having a dream that the plane is crashing, and thank goodness it wasn't a literal dream for you, right? Um, then what is the idea or the ideal that you may have been experienced at the time that didn't take flight or that wasn't taking off the ground or was crashing and, and, you know, getting destroyed. So you want to look at what was going on around the time of your dream, excuse me, either a couple mm-hmm. of days before or a couple of days after, and then you'll be able to make the connection. So what did the plane represent for you? And it's usually a goal or um, you know, something that you feel, you know, you have high ideals or there's something that you really right. believe in, and for some reason it just wasn't going anywhere for you at that time. Hmm, interesting. Now, Janice, I know you had a question. Well, I was, I was gonna. I've always been fascinated, especially with these dreams changing lately. Mm-hmm. Is it possible, Marie, that spirit can test us in dreams? You know, I believe anything is possible. Okay. I really do because I do believe that we get inspiration, we get messages. Um, it, it's really funny because you never know where they're coming from. That's like one morning, my mom woke up. And her, the message she had was, move your furniture. And she's like, what? Move your furniture. And here she's 87 years old. And so she, <laughs> yeah. she, used to, she used to love to move her furniture just to get variety. But she hasn't right. moved her furniture in years. And all of a sudden she just says, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And the furniture just slid very easily for her. And she was able to relocate it. And what was so nice about it was she wasn't comfortable in her bed before that. But after she moved the furniture, she's been sleeping like a champ. Oh, wow. Isn't oh, wow. Weird? And so it's just like, so I do believe we do get messages. Okay. And so I would think that sometimes, yeah, we could probably be tested. Why not? Right. But I, I think that, you know, we're going to be provided the information or the answers that we need as well. 
Right. Well, no, I can't tell you that how many people have always told me that their mom, their dad, their friend that had crossed over appeared to them in their dream. But they right. always emphasize, but it was just a dream. But it's really I, not, is it? No, I believe that was an actual visitation. That's my belief system. Um, I had mm-hmm. a friend who had passed away, and he came to me in a dream, and all he said was, check on my wife. And I'm going like, okay. So then I called his wife and, hey, how you doing? You know, and she had, you know, she naturally was missing her husband. And so we got together and, you know, started seeing each other. And and it was very nice. But it's just a matter of listening to what the message is. So, like, if in your dream, if you say something or if somebody says something, listen to the words that are being said. Or if you see some writing on the wall, that's a real message for you. And so you want to make sure that you pay attention to that. And also, like, if you see, like, a movie screen or a mm-hmm. TV or a billboard, it's kind of putting a frame around it. And what that's saying is, look at this. Look uh-huh. at this. I had a client who had a dream that she was driving down the street, and she saw this big billboard. And the only thing that was on the billboard was a name. And now she knew enough about her dreams that she knew that meant something. So she looked it up in the phone book and found that it began, uh, belonged to an auto repair shop, and that's exactly what she was looking for. She took her car there and was thrilled with the service. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So whenever you see something that's in a frame or boxed around, it's saying, look at this. It's drawing your attention hmm. to it. Now, what if you intentionally want to connect with someone that has crossed? How would a person do that? What I would do is, well, one thing you can do is you can program your dreams. And I would program my dreams to contact with this person. And so I would write down on a piece of paper, tonight I want to communicate with and fill in the person's name. So you write it down once, and then you think it three times as you're falling asleep, and then you're open to receiving it. Um, Sometimes, though, if you try too hard, then it's like trying to grab a feather. The more you grab at it, you're actually pushing it away, but once you relax, it'll float right down into your hand. So sometimes we have to program dreams a couple nights in a row or even take a break and not do anything and then a few nights later try again. But it's just a matter of focusing on that person and just thinking, you know, it would be nice to communicate with this person. Maybe tonight, maybe in a couple of nights, maybe in the near future I will. And then just kind of leave it open-ended. And then that takes the pressure off, and then that way you can make that connection. Well, I assume you can do the same thing, too, if you've got a problem or an issue that you really want an answer to. Definitely. You could ask that question to your guides or to your angels. Yes. And one of the things that I like to do, and especially if you're just beginning to do your um, programming for your dreams, it's great if you can word your question in a format so it can be answered with a yes or a no. And so you want to keep your question short and to the point, but let's just say as an example, should I accept this job with company ABC? Okay? So you write it down on a piece of paper once, you think it three times as you're going to sleep, and then in your dream you'll either see or hear a yes or a no, or when you wake up you'll have a strong feeling either way. Uh Now, it's really interesting. It's really interesting because sometimes if we're trying too hard, we're not going to get an answer. And that happened to me one time. Um, I was at a particular um, job that I really needed to be out of. And so I thought, okay, tonight I'm going to program my dreams. And, 
and I, you know, whatever's going to happen, I'll go by what my dreams say. So anyway, I programmed my dreams. Should I quit this job? Wrote it down once, you know, thinking about it three times, but I never fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding! Mm-hmm. I got to go to sleep if I'm going to have a dream. And I just, I was just so, it was so stressful for me that I just didn't sleep. So then in the morning, I mean, I could see the light coming up, and I'm like, okay, give me a sign. Let me know what I'm supposed to do. I opened up the drapes, and up on the sky was a big plus sign that was skyrided across the sky. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have never seen a plus sign oh skyrided across the sky. Really? And so to me, plus means yes, minus means no. Mm-hmm, so I immediately right. quit my job, and I was thrilled. It worked out great. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. You know what it almost sounds like is mental dowsing. You know, oh, really? I'm not familiar dowsing. with that. I'm yeah. not familiar with that. But yeah, it's it's amazing what you can um, get in your dreams. You can get right. all kinds of guidance. And sometimes, I mean, like one time, I was working in an office, and there was this one girl who she just kind of had a high opinion of herself, and she was kind of a troublemaker. Okay, but anyway, so she's talking to some other people in her cubicle, and she's saying like, "Yeah, I don't understand it. Last night I had a dream, and all I was trying on all the clothes in my closet, and I couldn't get any of my pants up past my knees. Well, I'm on the other side of the cubicle laughing my head off because her <laughs> dream, because her dream was telling her that she's yeah. getting too big for her britches. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. And see, she didn't get it, but I did because then yeah, like, right. Well, anyway, right. I'm losing weight, and I just thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You missed the point, but that's okay. <laughs> so dreams can be very funny, too. Oh, gosh. Well, what about the flip side? What about nightmares? I mean, this was, I oh. think, about a week ago. You know, uh-huh. I had this just freaky nightmare dream, whatever you want to call it. I swear it only lasted like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So we've got these really disgusting bugs that we get here okay. in Chicago. They kind of have this hard shell. Okay. And it was like a scene out of the birds. I mean, all these oh, things I are just swarming on me, and they're like sticking to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I couldn't just brush them off. They kind of had to scrape them off. Okay. But as, you know, it just started and stopped just really quickly. It was just, oh, it was disgusting. Yeah, and so what's bugging you? When you had that hmm. dream, think about what was bugging you at the time. Something that it's just like, it it won't leave you alone. It's like you think you get it solved, and all of a sudden it's there again. There's more of it. And think about a bug with a hard shell. What does that represent to you? So to me, very it opinionated, like, not yeah, stubborn. Yep. It's, to me, it sounds like a problem that's not going to go away. You okay. know, or, or so it feels like. But you can still resolve it. But at that time that you're in the midst of it. It just feels like, okay, this thing isn't going away. It's just getting worse. And so you're feeling overwhelmed by it. And so think about what was going on in your life around the time of that dream, and then you'll be able to put it together with what's going on, you know. Oh, okay. What's bugging you or what do you feel is just too hard or too annoying that it's not giving you a chance to think or to react. Huh. Does that make I'll sense? I'll have to think to about that one. That make, yeah, that makes absolutely perfect sense. I'm trying to think okay. what was going on at that time. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, go back in your in your memory banks and or even look on your calendar right. 
and kind of see what was happening around that time. And it can be something that was really simple. It doesn't have to be a big, drawn-out thing. It could just be something simple like uh, maybe the computer wasn't working that day or something was malfunctioning. It's just like no matter what you do, you just can't get it to get right, and it's just annoying. But it would be something that was bugging you, basically. Okay. But, you so know, the I'm nightmares are something – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Nightmares, go ahead. No, I was going to say nightmares are something that they really want to get your attention, Definitely. I would assume. So, because you don't Night- forget it. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, my God, thank God that's right. not true. Right, right. But nightmares are basically dreams that come to you because you haven't taken action, just like with recurring dreams. And so right. it gets to the point like, okay, I've told you this X amount of times. You're not listening to me, so I'm going to scare you into listening. And so that's what happens. I had a teenage girl who came to me with a nightmare, and and she was so embarrassed to even tell me the dream. It's just she could barely get it out. And she was telling me that in her dream she was trying to kill her best friend, but her best friend wouldn't die. Now, that's very upsetting, especially for a teenager. So we started talking, and I says, okay, so when you're in your waking life, do you always do things nice for your friend? She goes, oh, yeah. I said, do you give her things? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, does she ever reciprocate? And she thought for a moment. She went, no. And so what her dream was telling her was stop overextending yourself because you're being taken advantage of, it's not appreciated, and you're getting to the point where you're not enjoying it anymore. So she was killing her friend with kindness, and her friend wouldn't stop taking, so her friend wouldn't die. And so it was telling her that she just had to stop that. And that is called a shadow dream. And a shadow dream is when we do something in our dreams that is something we would never do in our waking life. Like she would never try to kill anybody. But in her dream, she was. And so the dreams that are shadow dreams are trying to give us balance. They're trying to show us the extreme opposite of what we are and how we need to balance that out. Now, is there a difference, Bree, between uh, nightmares and night terrors? Yes, night terrors are usually with children, and that's because their um, nervous system is being developed, and so they won't even remember the night terror in the morning. Oh. It scares the bejibbers out of the parents, but the kid doesn't even remember it, doesn't even know what's happening. It's not a problem. And so you don't want to wake them up. You want them to continue, but you just want to make sure that they don't hurt themselves, but you don't want to wake them up. You don't want to interfere with them, but you want to just make sure that they don't get hurt or, you know, fall off of something or bang their head yeah. in the wall or something like that. But usually they grow out of that naturally. But nightmares wow. are basically to give you messages that you haven't been paying attention to, and it just says, hey, you've got to pay attention to this. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, one thing that has always really interested me is lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. What actually is that? Lucid dreaming is being aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. And so it's pretty simple, really. But the neat thing about lucid dreaming is it's problem solving. You can do self-healing, personal growth. But in those dreams, you can do the impossible. And it really does help to enhance your waking life because the lucid dreams you're actually going through it, but since you're aware, you have this consciousness about you when you're dreaming it. So you can try different uh, solutions, let's say, to a problem. So you can kind of do a dry run in your dreams, and you're more aware of like, okay, well, that didn't go very easily. I don't want to do that. Oh, let's try it this way. Oh, that works better. And so it's it's very insightful, and usually people wake up feeling very um, 
excited, very happy, very joyous. It's, it's just, it really taps into your emotions. And so it's something that you will remember. So it's, it's fun hmm. because you get to be active in the dream. It's like, let's say you have a dream that um, you're being chased by a monster. And so you become lucid in the dream. You stop, you turn around, and you say, why are you chasing me? And it could be something as simple like your boss had a deadline that he really kind of procrastinated on and didn't really give you enough notice, and now he's going to put the pressure on you because he messed up. And oh, so wow. he, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it could be something right, really yeah. simple. But um, when you do lucid dreaming, you have to make sure that you're already getting a good quality sleep. And it takes practice. It's like anything else. The more you do it, the better you get. But you also have to have good concentration. So there's a couple of elements to the lucid dreaming, but it's something that you can't just read a book and do it. You have to practice. There's just, you, know, you just have to kind of go through that. But lucid dreaming is very beneficial. Now, listen, now Janice, do you do that? Yeah, I do. And now, is that I, what you do I, also I, do in your healing work? Yeah. And that's what I was going to say um, and, and kind of ask Bree is that I find that a lot of times is that when you're lucid dreaming, um, you can come to a solution to a problem because you right. realize that I don't like this, but, hey, I can change it. Right. And then you and, change it in your dream. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I was going to ask is does it change more than just energetically in your body? Or, you know, does it change like on a subconscious level too? Yes, yes. Okay. Because when you're dreaming – the subconscious mind thinks that it's already happening. Ah. So, yes, it is going to affect you, and uh, it's, it's going to stay with you. Because the subconscious mind can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. And so that's why, like, let's say you have a goal that you want to reach. You can do visualization, and it works really well. And what you do, you want to imagine that you're looking through your own eyes because that's what we call associated, and that gives it more power. Now, some people imagine that they can see themselves in the image, mm -hmm. but that takes away the power, and we call that disassociated. So you don't want to do that. But what you want to do is you want to imagine that you're looking through your own eyes, and you want to imagine that you're seeing what the ideal outcome is, and then incorporate all of your senses. What will you see, hear, feel, smell, and taste? Get a real excited feeling inside because you want to have an emotional connection with it, and then put a smile on your face when you think about it. Then the subconscious mind thinks, oh, this is already happening because I've got facial movement, I've got emotion, I've got thoughts. It's happening. All my senses are incorporated, and you'll get it even quicker. Oh, that well, is Well, you know, they always talk about, like, when you meditate, picture yourself on a, you know, beautiful boat out in the ocean, and your mind doesn't know the difference. And if you're in a stressful situation, you'll simply relax. But that's so it's, why really you kind of the same, it's really the same thing. That's why you want to look through your own eyes, though, because you want it to make right. it as real as possible. Because right. I did that when I got my very first uh, office when I was doing my dream work in hypnosis back in the early 90s. And so I wanted an office. I had my certification. I was ready, you know, to get out and help the world. And so I started looking for office space, but I didn't really find anything that I liked. But then I actually got paper and I drew out my floor plan, where I was putting all the furniture. I didn't even have furniture at the time, but I'm writing down where I'm going to put everything. And I was actually looking around. And do you know, within two months, I had an office. It was in a better location than I could have dreamed of. It was a better situation, and it was just perfect. But the excitement that I felt about it, 
and that kept it going because it's that emotional connection, that excitement that you have, that's the ignition key. That's what get things really started. Wow. So you want to awesome. make sure you incorporate that. Well, I do want to say we are going to open up our phone lines. Sure. The phone number is 914-338-0821. For those on the computer, it's right on top of the screen. Again, it's 914-338-0821. And I believe we do have our first caller. Okay, great. So you are on with the Heavenly Encounters team and Bree. Do you have a dream? Yeah, I've had a few dreams. I had a dream a couple months ago. Uh, I took a nap from 1 to 2 in the afternoon, and uh, I had about 100 dreams, and I remember that uh, I was, uh, like, in a house, and, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of go see where I was, you know, so I went outside. And, you know, I still wasn't sure where I was, so I went out uh, to see the street signs, you know, and I thought I wanted to find the intersection, and I noticed they were in another language. Oh, wow. Okay. And so when you think back a couple of months ago, what was going on in your life, do you feel like you were in a transitional period or that what you were going through felt foreign to you? Yeah, I really had so many dreams. Like I had 100 dreams in one hour. And I, like so, Some of the things I had was like in a yoga one. I was like in a yoga studio, and we were kind of like, it was like more of a family or a friendly martial arts and yoga studio or something. And then I remember being in their house afterwards, and I used a sleep apnea machine. Mm-hmm. So that helps you, that helps seem to help me sleep deeper. Right. Yeah. Have you had experience with that? Well, which I don't I don't have a sleep apnea machine, but what I was going to say is that in that, you drunk that part, right? Yeah, and I told him that, you know, I told him that I unhooked my sleep apnea machine, and then when I woke up, I still had the sleep apnea machine on. Oh, so you do actually have a sleep apnea machine? Oh, yes, yes, okay. I do. And okay, okay. So, go ahead. I may have been sleeping deeper because of it, you know, because you wake right. yourself up and stuff, and you know you forget to breathe and whatever. Right, exactly, because that's why you have the sleep apnea machine is to get you to keep breathing. And so, what your dream might have been reinforcing is that you need to take a deep breath, or you need to remember to breathe, and that's like in your waking life as well as as you're sleeping, because naturally you need to use the machine. But think about what was going on. Like if you take each dream, and whenever you have an element or a person in your dream, you want to think about what does that mean to you? So what does the sleep apnea machine mean to you? What does the yoga studio mean to you? In the, in the dreams, a house represents you. So you are the house. So what's going on in the house? And so when you had to get out of the house because you wanted to make sure where you were, that's telling me that you need to kind of step away from a situation and kind of assess what's going on. So there may have been a situation that you were in at that time that maybe you kind of needed to distance yourself from a little bit. Hmm. Does that that's, make that, sense? that's accurate, yeah. Okay, good. And so it's just a matter of listening to yourself and listening to your dreams, but really look at your symbolism in your dreams and then think of how that relates to you or what it makes you think of, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of that. But all your dreams in one night are the same topic, so if you don't remember them all, that's okay. 
uh, usually I'll tell people when they first start learning to interpret their dreams that they use the dreams that they wake up with because it can be very tiring because it gets very draining. And so usually I'll tell people when they first start is, you know, kind of give yourself a suggestion that I'll remember my dreams, I'll remember and understand my dreams upon waking at my regular time to get up. Then that way you're not waking up constantly throughout the night. Hmm. That's good. I seem to wake up. You, what, is, what, is, what was that last thing? I, I, so I don't wake up through the night? Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to give yourself a suggestion before you go to sleep, that you'll remember and understand your dreams upon waking at your regular time to get up. And then that way, you don't have to keep waking up all night long. Yeah. And you can just work with the dreams that you have, you know, at the very end of the night or first thing in the morning. And then that way, they're all about the same thing anyway. They're just talking to you in different ways. But that way, you can just work with those. You don't have to go to the sky bar during the movie. You don't have to go where? You don't have to go to the snack bar during the movie. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, you can. Why not? Uh, you can do whatever you want to do. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for your call. And we do have another caller at area code 519-267. You're on the air. Do you have a dream? Hi there. Yes, hi. I do actually. Hello there. Uh, hi. Um, I just, uh, I've had a few recurring dreams, um, okay. almost like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it in a while, though, but it seems to me like it's probably trying to tell me something, but it does scare me. Okay. So I'm usually in a big house or a mansion, mm-hmm. and I find myself, like, it's haunted, mm-hmm. and I find that there's always one room within the mansion that I end up going to sleep in that is the most haunted, mm-hmm. and... Either I'm trying to get away and I'm being pulled back by some force that I can't see, mm-hmm. or I'm being held down or something. Okay. And so what do you feel is limiting you in your waking life? What do you oh, feel cool. is holding you back? What do you feel is, uh, you know, and sometimes, because like when you say the haunting, is there something for your from your past that you keep hanging on to that you really should be letting go of? Okay. Does that make sense? Um, I'm sure it probably does if I, if I think about it, yeah. Yeah, um, and so think of, you know, like when you when you have time just to kind of, you know, go over everything, because the mansion would represent yourself. And so there's a lot more to you than what you're realizing, and so I, because it seems like you always pick the same room to go to sleep in, but that's the one that's the most haunted. So to me, it feels like there's something from your past that you're not letting go of, and so it's still haunting you, so to speak. It's still hanging around. And it could be a memory of a past relationship or a past situation that's happened, and for whatever reason, it's just not letting you go or you're not letting it go. And so maybe if you can kind of remember what was it that's hanging you, because it's, it's a limiting you, it's holding you back. And so you mm-hmm. need to be able to find that, resolve it, cut it loose, and let it go. Okay. And then I think you'll find be... a better room to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it could be, um, instead of past relationship, do you think it could have something to do with, like, um, moving forward in life maybe? That that, maybe that I could don't be too. Like I'm 
getting anywhere? Or? Yep, that could, that could very well be too because it could be because oh. it's something that's limiting you. And so there may be a fear of the unknown, a fear of what's ahead of you. And so mm-hmm. maybe that's limiting you or holding you back. But that's what I'm saying is you're in a mansion. So there's a lot more that you can discover about yourself. So I kind of feel like you're underestimating yourself. That's what I think too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so I that think, may be it. Yeah, and so I think it's just a matter of get to know all the positive things that you're you know, capable of doing and, and stick with something that you feel really drawn to or something that really makes you feel fulfilled. And it's just like sometimes, you know, when we're growing up, we may have family or friends who kind of make us not feel like we can do anything. Sometimes we may have overprotective, you know, family, or we can have friends who are jealous of us if we have something good going on, so they want to kind of hold us down. And then we buy into it, and then we end up doing it to ourselves. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's just like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? But I mm-hmm. think there's a lot that you can do and that you would really do great because you're in a mansion for Pete's sake. So I it's know. just a matter of, you know? So I just, never even thought about it like that. And I'm yeah. Like, like that so is really opening my eyes because good. There, I have been told that, you know, like there's some spiritual gifts I have, but I'm too mm-hmm. afraid to use them mm-hmm. and to start my own business and things like that. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I haven't gone forward with that. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe the message or something. Yeah. It's like you can do anything and you can do a lot more than what you think you're capable of because you've got a lot more going for you. And so kind of start, you know, looking into that and start feeling more confident about it because, I mean, you're in a mansion, and mansion would represent success, and, you know, you've gotten to where you go, you've reached your goals. So there's some really good things ahead for you. You just have to let go of the fear and go for it. So, you know, sometimes, too, when you have a goal, uh, another thing you can do is what we call chunking down. And sometimes when we look at a goal, uh, it's so huge, it's so overwhelming that we're like, oh, I can't do that. But let's reduce it to the ridiculous so you just take one step at a time, and then that way it makes it more manageable. Like let's say as an example, okay, today I'm going to clean the house. And then you're like, well, I really don't feel like cleaning the house. Okay, well, let's just clean the living room. I really don't feel like cleaning the living room. Okay, let's reduce it to the ridiculous. Today I'm going to wipe off the right-hand corner of the coffee table. Okay, I can do that. So you get your rag, you wipe that off, and then you think, you know what? Well, I can do the rest of the coffee table. Before you know it, everything's dusted, vacuumed, and cleaned, and you're done. You get that momentum going. So do that when you think about starting that business or whatever that goal is that you want to do. Just, you know, look at the big picture and then reduce it to the ridiculous. What's the one small thing I can do today to work towards that goal? And it might be something as simple as daydreaming about what you want and writing the ideas down on paper, and then looking at that paper and deciding, okay, what do I need to do that will get me closer to that goal? Wow. I'm wondering if it's the subconscious that's telling me this or if it, this recurring dream would be coming from, say, guides or something, something it, of this nature. Do you think it it's could more be subconscious? Either. I think it could be either um, because the subconscious mind um, like I said, it can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So whatever you keep thinking, whatever you keep telling yourself, it's going to be true whether or not it is. So you want to make sure that you give yourself positive feedback. If you start thinking of something negative, turn it into something positive to get yourself motivated to get out there and do what you want. Because if you have a desire to start your own business, then you've got the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be drawn to it. Right. Wow, that's great. 
Well, that's great. Thank oh. you for helping me decode my, my dreams. My pleasure. Sweet dreams. Or nightmares. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling. Yes, Thanks thank you. Okay, now I have, actually, we had a listener that emailed me named Kathy from Minneapolis. Uh-huh. And she had a dream that she actually died. Now, she didn't know how she died. She was just laying on the ground for a very, very long time. Then all of a sudden, she kind of floated up into the sky. Mm-hmm. Now, she was looking down, and everybody was going about their life as normal, but no one could see her. Mm-hmm. Then she finally woke up. She was kind of disoriented. She was frightened. But then she dozed off again, and the same thing happened again. Mm-hmm. What would that mean? Well, that could be a couple of different things. She may have had an out-of-body experience and mm-hmm. felt herself you know, lifting up, and that might have been scary because she wasn't quite sure what was happening. Um, also, it could have been symbolic, and maybe in her waking life, she needs to be uplifted. Maybe she is, is feeling really down, or she's feeling depleted, or she's feeling you know, deflated in some way, and maybe she feels like she's at rock bottom. And so maybe she needs to be uplifted in order to feel positive to get things changing and to get things going. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it could be either well, one. Janice, yeah, Janice, I've been waiting for this the entire show. <laughs> I want to hear about the dream between Dr. Oz and the glazed donut. Oh, tell me about that. I'm interested, too. Uh, <laughs> you were the one that explained it to me. Okay. It was one of these like new dreams, and okay. you know, and I actually went in for for Bree because there was so much symbolism in the dream. Mm-hmm. But uh, to make a long story short, I was moving up different levels, and each time I went through a level, I went through like a donut hole, mm-hmm. but it was actually a pink glazed donut, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was I know. Uh, and I was following Dr. Oz, and I was on a train, and I just went up the different levels until I got up at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And on the highest level, there were written, um, it was just like a, a concrete room, and there were written a couple of dates. And I was trying very, very hard to read the dates to see what date, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, and because I didn't know if it meant like transition, uh, change, you know, something like that. But it was, I mean, if somebody would have told me the dream lasted eight hours, I, I wouldn't have doubted it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was almost like one of these things that you fall into, and it's so incredibly lucid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so I actually, because there was so much symbolism, I actually went to Bree, and Bree helped me figure it out. Okay, and so do you want to tell them what your answer is? Well, well move. Are you? How about, why don't you do it? You have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, it'll, you, it'll make more sense coming from you than it okay. would from me. First, first of all, what does Dr. Oz represent for you? So when you well, think of Dr. Oz, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I, I like him because he's a combination of both regular doctor and mm-hmm. alternative. Right. He's an in, he's integrative. He uses everything that's available to him. Right. And when we when a female dreams about a male, that's called the animus. And that means that it's supposed to be focused on what your goals are or your abilities or your talents, your skills or the type of work that you do. Now, when you think of a pink glazed donut, what comes to your mind? What does that represent to you? Food. 
Okay. And so is donuts one of your favorite foods? Yeah. Is pink one of your favorite colors? Yeah. When you think of pink. Because pink will always represent to me the heart chakra and love. Right. Okay. To me, it sounds like that you are doing more on the healing level and you are rising in your abilities. You're rising up the levels as far as your um, how much you're accomplishing to help other people, and you're doing it from love. You're doing it because that's what you want to do. You want people to heal. You want people to feel good. And so you're, com- you're combining both ends, too, just like Dr. Oz. You're kind of incorporating uh, different types of modalities so that you can help people to really reach where they want to go. But it just, to me, and then like when you got to this concrete room, it's like you're on solid foundation. So I feel like you're really making advances in the work that you're doing, and you're really helping people, and you're feeling very fulfilled, and you love it. I do love it. Yeah. And you're so I good do. at it. Who would have it, thought too. all of that would have came from a donut and Dr. I know, I know. But you, <laughs> know, I, but you know, when you when you take the elements and you take them one at a time, and you right. look at each element, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But see, dreams are exaggerated to get our attention so we remember them. That's right. why it's like that. And it's just like, because you're going to think about that the next day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's, absolutely. That's not something you're going to forget. Going going right. through a pink donut donut hole is, yeah, yeah it's a lot different than just walking <laughs> through a door. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's even different than going up an elevator. That's true. Yeah. Right. But you're going up, oh. and that's a good sign. Yes. You always want to be going up. Now, this may be a question more for Janice, but for those of us, I mean, I don't feel like I dream a lot. Uh, what is there something that can kind of enhance a dream state, whether it's different crystals or flower essences or something like that? Well, Janice, that might be one that you can you can handle because for me, I think that's up to the individual. Uh, there may be something that makes someone relax more, or there may be something that makes someone feel more uh, creative. Um, there are different stones and, and different fragrances that I think would invoke that. But, Janice, what do you think? Well, um, red jasper is really specific for helping you bring in and remember your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mugwort is an herb that a lot of people will make into sleeping pillows mm. because it'll do the same thing. They'll put it under their pillow, and it'll help bring in dreams. Mm-hmm. especially dreams that will kind of give an explanation. You know, if you want to, like you say, you program your dreams because you're looking for an answer to something. Mm-hmm. And then the essential oils of uh, rosemary work very well, lemon, um, nutmeg, um, kind of the aromatic kind of um, oils that will go ahead and, and really help you to um, to set like a scent. And then they even have now blends, you know, of essential oils and herbs, even essences, um, right. that will be specifically for sleep. Um, so you'll have like lavender or lang lang or something like that, and it will be in a blend. And then you can put it like in a little bowl with water, you know, and light it with a tea light and go to sleep that way. They also have sprays that you can put on your bedding and that. So there are a lot of things that are available like that that are really easy to do. Awesome. Now, we have talked about a lot of different things tonight. Is there anything else that we've kind of missed that you'd like to talk about, Bree? We have about five minutes left. Okay. Let's take a look here. Well, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is your dreams can also give you health alerts. 
uh, to help you to be aware of a problem that maybe you're not consciously aware of. And as an example, I had um, a client tell me a dream that she had uh, some chest of drawers, furniture, chest of drawers, and they were broken. But then in her dream, she realized, oh, they're not mine, they belong to my husband. And that was her entire dream. So the first thing I asked her is, is your husband having respiratory problems? And she looked at me and she goes, well, yeah, he is. He's having problems. He's, he's going to quit smoking because he's having trouble breathing. Well, her dream was telling her exactly where the problem was, the chest of drawers. So yeah. it points right to the chest, and they oh, were broken. Wow. So something was wrong, but they weren't hers. It was her husband's. So I you know, told her, have your husband go to the doctor and get checked out, and then I'm a hypnotist and I can help him quit smoking. So you know, it's just a matter of listening to what your body is telling you, and it will you know, come to you through your dreams. Uh, another time I was giving a talk to a psychology class in a high school, and a girl told her dream, and she said, I had the strangest dream. I dreamt that a wolf bit my hand, and I woke up. She said, that was a whole dream. And I said, let me ask you this. When you woke up, were you shaking your hand? And she goes, yeah. And I says, well, you think about it. If something bites your hand, you're probably going to shake it off, right? So what happened was her hand had fallen asleep while she was sleeping, and so she had to get circulation back to the hand. So her subconscious mind goes, okay, well, let me have a wolf bite your hand, and you'll start shaking it, and you'll move, and then you'll get your circulation back. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I had another client who um, she said her husband, uh, she had a dream that um, he had a gun pointed to his knee, and he was shot in the knee with this gun. And so I says, okay, so does he have problems with his knees? And she goes, oh, yeah. I says, well, it's telling me that he's having a shooting pain in his knee. And I says, so I would say go and get that looked at. And she goes, oh, yeah, that was a knee that he hurt. Uh, I can't remember how he hurt it. But anyway, so he needed to go and get that taken care of. So it was bringing the attention to that. And then I had a dream, and this is decades ago, but I had a dream that there was a black iron pot belly stove, you know, those old-fashioned kind. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And inside was a roaring fire, and I kept stoking it. I was stoking that fire, and it's getting blazing and everything. Well, a couple of days later, I was eating some nachos with jalapeno peppers, and I had heartburn really bad. So it's, it's interesting because it told me, watch what you're shoveling into your stomach. Right. And then I had a dream one wow. time that there was a ladder, but it was made out of bananas. That was a whole dream. I just saw a ladder made out of bananas. A couple of days <laughs> later, I got a slipped disc oh my in God. my back. So the, la- the ladder oh. was representing my back, and the slipped disc, that was the bananas. It was slipping. So you, yeah, can get wow. all kinds, yeah, you can get all kinds of information in your dreams, and it's just it's so fascinating. So you really want to look at them. And like I said, you you can get messages, you can get guidance, you get health alerts, all kinds of things. So do you recommend, I assume, having like a dream journal and, you know, like you said, before you even get up, writing it down right away and then start. Now, are there different dream dictionaries to look at or is it more important just to look at what's really going on in your life too? You know, it's it's funny that you mention that because dream dictionaries, I mean, they're always interesting, but I have never found them to be accurate as far as what it means. And so what I recommend is getting a regular everyday dictionary and you look up the information because then you're going to get several different meanings for the same thing. Uh, one, is, one example I have is one time I had a dream that uh, I had eyeglasses on a driveway and that was the entire dream. 
so I'm looking at it, and at that time, it did not wear glasses at all. So I'm like, okay, what do eyeglasses do? They help me see more clearly. And I says, okay, in a driveway. Okay, well, I know what a driveway is. But just to get some more clarity, I looked in the dictionary, and it says a driveway is the private passage to the house. Okay? And in dream terms, oh. the house is you. Right. So what would be the private passage? So I thought it's either prayer or meditation. So in order for me to see things more clearly, I needed to pray or meditate on it. How beautiful. Interesting. Okay. And then another one that it gives it a little bit more uh, information about the dictionary. I had a dream that I saw a field of diamonds, and that was the entire dream. So I did. I looked up two different dream dictionaries to see what they would say. And one said, oh, if you dream about a field of diamonds, you're going to be poor and destitute. There's going to be failure and blah, 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 blah. The other one says, oh, if you dream of a field of diamonds, you're going to have fame, success, and, and wealth and prosperity. Well, now, if I have a choice, I'm going to pick the good one. Right, right. You know exactly. what I mean? So then yeah. what I did is I went into my regular everyday dictionary, and I looked up diamonds. So what is a diamond? A diamond is the hardest substance on earth. A diamond can also be a baseball field. A diamond can also be the suit in a deck of playing cards. And then if you go with a deck of playing cards, then a diamond is red. So let's just say that it could be telling you that maybe a relationship that you're involved with is only meant for entertainment or playing and not to take it seriously. Right. Holy cow. So it's amazing what you can find out just by the Everyday Dictionary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we only have a minute left. Can you tell our listeners where they can get a hold of you if they'd like to get a reading? Or I know you do a lot of other things, too. Well, I'm at Mystic Valley, and that's in Maplewood, Missouri. And their phone number is area code 314-645-3336. And we are able to do phone readings as well. They can take your credit card information. And um, that's where I do all my readings. So that would be the best place to find me. Okay. Great. Now, do you have a website also? Not at this time. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Bree, thank you so much. I mean, I, you know, I've never really put that much emphasis on my dreams, but I can tell you what, I'm surely going to do so now. This is an <laughs> well, absolute, you know, absolutely enlightening. I had yes. a great time. Thank you so much for having me, and I wish you all sweet dreams. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Have Bye-bye. a great day. Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. Isn't she fantastic? That's why I went to her. Absolutely. That dream was the strangest thing I ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? We only have a minute left, so let's go in. Illuminations. Illuminations. It's time for Illuminations. Food for your mind. Okay, Dennis, what do you have for us? Okay, well, this was is by a man named Edward Markham. And I thought it kind of goes. It, It says, there is a destiny that makes us brothers. None goes his way alone. All that we send into the lives of others comes back into our own. That's beautiful. Well, mine's short and sweet. It's by Edgar Cayce. Dreams are today's answers to tomorrow's questions. I love that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Janice, for another fascinating show, and thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again. And remember, please email us and share your heavenly encounters 
at heavenlyencountersradio at gmail.com. Until our next show, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. Good night. Good night. We dream. Yeah.